sure what noise that was. Which one? Ah, ah. Ah, I have no idea. Let's uh, make up noises as we go along. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hockey 24-7, brought to you by Raider Media. It's funny, we've uh, been doing this show for a couple of months now. We've done so many of these podcasts, but now we're in a brand new studio. We've got the Hockey 24-7 shirt behind us, the Raider Media poster behind us. I actually had to turn around and have a look to remember how to announce the title of the show. I can do it in my sleep normally, but I had to actually turn around and go, oh, the Hockey 24-7 uh, podcast brought to you by Radio Media. Uh, yeah, welcome once again. It's Derek Alberts with Tyron Jabu Barnard. Hi, Tyron. Yeah, I'm great. Uh, I, I don't need to because I'm only on one of our Radio Media podcasts, and that's the hockey one for now, Hockey 24-7. Um, but while we're talking about them, if you're a good sports fan, go listen to Inside the Game, Run Hunter, the other Radio Media podcast. Some great insights and some great chats with some top top quality sports people yeah and uh, speaking of top quality sports people we've got uh, another big name uh, coming up on uh, today's show yeah absolutely um the man whose career has been blossoming he's uh, made uh, made the, the the national team he started to become a, a regular in the team and at the sprightly young age of uh, 23 i think it is but he'll correct me shortly uh tyson glungwana at 33 test caps, 34 test caps joins us today. Tyson, welcome to the show. Hey, Derek and Tyron, thanks for having me, guys. It's it's a pleasure. Uh, it, I'm refreshing TMS, and it's uh, 22. Hey, Tyson. It is it is 22 indeed. Yeah, Tyron, I was gonna definitely encourage you on that. <laughs> it's fine. That means that Derek is exactly WH. Yeah, <laughs> what are we on? He's 22, you're 44, aren't you? Nah, close. Not there yet, though. The, 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 many, the many gray hairs give it away, though. But uh, thankfully, uh, I'll only be celebrating my 40th in two years' time, but you, you'd never say that. <laughs> I've, I've seen the way you play dodgeball. I thought you were closer to 50. <laughs> that was fair enough. <laughs> uh, Taza, welcome. Welcome to the show. Um you know, we've been uh, trying to get you on for a while, but uh, you're a man who is in uh, much demand. It's very hard to get time with you. Your agency makes it very difficult. Your modeling career takes up a lot of time. So we, we thank you for uh, freeing up the time for us tonight. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Tyron. Yeah, I actually had something scheduled tonight as well, so I had to cancel be on the show. No, we're thanks for having me, though, guys. I really appreciate it. We're actually recording this for all the listeners. It is now about one minute past midnight because it's the first opening in Tyson's <laughs> diary. Yeah, uh, we, we're very privileged to, to, to get it. And, and he said uh, absolutely no longer than 33 minutes because his next engagement will be at 34 <laughs> past midnight. <laughs> so you've managed to squeeze it in a, a very awkward window, but uh, we're thankful nonetheless. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, Tyson, I mean, the best place to start is obviously... Uh, in the most recent news that's come out, and that is that you are in the squad for the African Cup. How are you and the team feeling about uh, the challenge of the African Cup? Yeah, uh, yeah. Firstly, it's, yeah, it's cool, like you know, to be selected again to be picked for uh, for Africa Cup. Actually, this uh, this morning, uh, the coach sent me a message, brings and just uh, sort of checked in how I was doing. Uh, am I injury free? You know, am uh, I following the program that we've been giving that sort of insight? Um, so it's just, yeah, cool to bounce ideas with him as well. And yeah, obviously preparing for that as well. You know, even if I wasn't selected, I still would have been 
uh, the same sort of focus and the same preparation it is. Um, so yeah, it's only a few days. I think we leave on Sunday or Monday morning. Some of the guys uh, for the camp as well. I'm really excited about that. Few tweaks I have to do in my training as well. Um, but yeah, hopefully by by when next week Monday comes, I'm sharp and I'm ready for camp. Ah, oh, brilliant! Uh, look, we're we're really excited, and obviously on the back of the FIH Hockey Series final, uh, things are hotting up. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually looking at the book right now that we got given, sort of that program book um, from 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 that FIH series, and that was really cool. I mean, if you recall, we we obviously started slowly uh, losing our first two games, uh, but we always knew as well it was always game. I think it was game four and five that were actually like sort of our final games, and you know, yeah, we we were lucky, but uh, at the same time, we also created our own luck. And those results, and then now we've got obviously one more step. And you know, just speaking about some of the challenges as well, we know, you know, playing Africa Cup is never easy. Playing any test match, in fact, is is never easy. And I think we're fortunate this year that it's hosted in South Africa at least, so at least we have the backing, hopefully, of the home crowd. Um, and yeah, that should put us in good stead as well. Tyson, you mentioned that uh, you got a call today from the coach, Gareth Ewing. And, I mean, he's new to the game. Uh, well, not to the game, but he's uh, a new face as far as the official coach is concerned on the SA men's side. Um, he's settled in. He looks to have settled in fairly fairly quickly. Uh, have you enjoyed what he's brought to the party? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I know Coach Springs for, for quite a while now. He coached me when I was playing in the t- under-21 Junior World Cup as well. Um, and and at UJ as well, so we we have a cool relationship to say the least. <laughs> I know some some of my teammates will be laughing now when they listen to this, but we do. So yeah, I mean we we uh, following up on Mark Hopkins, we actually took a lot of concepts that he brought in, like things, um, you know, kept a lot of the concepts we used and we trained, and so he just built on that, and that's what we've been slowly doing, building those connections, finding the theme and the pattern that you know that suits us best. So I think, yeah, it was cool that uh, Springs could build on top of what Mark Hopkins uh, left. I've got to ask, why would some of your teammates be laughing at that fact? <laughs> oh, no, Springs will hate me for this. Um, let's just say we had a good discussion during video analysis. <laughs> uh, this sounds like it's got enough juice on to, to fill an episode itself. <laughs> Uh, but you've actually, you're, you're right, you have walked uh, quite a road of springs already. Golden Gate Gladiators in the PHL, SA Under 21 in India, where you guys uh, cracked the top 10. Um, you've played uh, UJ hockey with him. So do you think that's uh, something that's advantageous to you or does it something that uh, puts a little bit extra pressure on you? Um, a bit of both, to be honest, Tyron, but... I mean, I know what the coach expects as well. Um, you know, I try, obviously, just listen as much as I can to the instructions that are given as well and, and really just try to apply. And it doesn't matter if it's, whether it's Mark Hopkins or whether it's um, coach, coach Springs as well, uh, whoever my coaches be in the past. It's just applying what, what the coach tells you and really just trusting what he says as well. So, yeah, Springs and I do come a long way and I'm, I'm happy that he's the coach as well. And, yeah, we have a really good relationship. Uh, fantastic stuff. You know, Tass, we, we, this is not going to be your first African Cup. I know you went to Ismailia in Egypt in 2017. I want to talk through that tournament because we went there with what appeared on paper as a slightly understrength team with a few of the experienced guys making themselves unavailable. 
playing Egypt in Egypt. Was that the biggest baptism of fire you've had uh, in terms of international hockey or was the experiences in India even bigger? Sure, yeah, that's a, that's a good question, Taran. And I mean, yeah, uh, Billy Dooley as well has been alongside me. Like we've sort of had a similar career and, you know, we always try to compare the scenarios and what the intensity was like or the mood or the feel. Um, and, you know, they're all different in, in their sort of nature. And, you know, like just experiencing um, India in India was was just mind-blowing. I remember I actually was warming up and I had earphones on, biggest mistake, because as soon as I took them off for the first time in like however long I've had them on, like the crowd was just so loud and it was actually intimidating to say the least. So, you know, those are, the, those are experiences as well that we build on and that, that's something I know next time that perhaps when we're playing India, I shouldn't warm up with, with my earphones. So, you know, we learn from those things and they're really cool to experience as well. Playing Egypt in Egypt, and if it's just one word to describe it, it was rather intimidating because, you know, you build up to to that final as well. You know, all of a sudden there's, you know, a lot more sort of security and, you know, we're getting escorted now to the, to the, to the stadium and, it's, you know, there's just people everywhere as well and sort of a hostile crowd, that African crowd, um, that African crowd. But, I mean, it's, a, it's an experience and we learn from that and, and, you know, next time if it does happen, you know, maybe we'll handle certain scenarios a little bit better than we did. So yeah, they 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 are, they are. I want to say they're the same, but they are different in their own nature. Tyson, you alluded to it a little earlier. I think you downplayed it somewhat. We were speaking about the FIH series finals. It was an event that you guys had to do extremely well in in order to make it to the next leg uh, or, or that one step closer to Olympic qualification. Um, didn't have the greatest of starts, those losses to uh, the USA and uh, Japan, I think it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a comeback from you guys. And, and that semi-final victory of the USA, getting revenge over them, but doing so... Uh, in the most nail-biting of ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I still get goosebumps watching that like little clip that lost sort of 30 seconds, 34 seconds of the game, um, even even today. So, yeah, that was that was such a special moment. And, you know, I'll allude to it and say, you know, some people will say we got lucky, but, you know, in an actual fact, I think we dominated that game. I remember it very, very clearly. And we played really well. We had opportunities. We knew it was going to come. And, Credit to the USA team. They were really sharp on their defense as well. They had their priorities, which was just holding the middle. And, you know, we failed to capitalize on those opportunities. And, you know, whether it takes us two minutes to, to break the lock or whether it takes us, you know, all the way until the final second, you know, that's, that's what will happen. So we create our own luck. And, you know, yeah, obviously to, to, to come away and knowing that, you know, we're in the final and, you know, we've, we've qualified sort of at least the first step of, qualifying you know that's it's almost like a relieving feeling to be like okay you know what's next all right, all right let's prepare for this uh, um so yeah it's really cool and and to be fair i reckon even your first match against the usa you you dominated matters uh, everywhere except for the scoreboard itself i think you definitely had the surfeit of possession uh in terms of circle entries uh, dominating the numbers there um yeah uh, many people were surprised not by the fact that you lost to the USA, but by that final score, because by an all intents and purposes, uh, you, you were by, by and large the better side. Yeah, yeah, we, we dealt with a lot of flack from back on that. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. So, and that sport, um, that sport, I, I, you know, on another day, a team can be very good and have all the possession and but still lose the game. So, 
you know, luckily it wasn't the important game and, and you know, we came away with, with a loss. Another loss again against Japan in the following two days. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie and say the mood in the camp was really good and, you know, it was hyped or whatever, but we knew which games were important and, and that's where the focus really clicked in as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, here in South Africa, we, we were backing you. We were going crazy when we went through and, um, you know, there was uh, even a clip that we can play you of uh, a South African celebrating that goal against USA. Come on! Yes, man! Come on! Yes, man! Can you guess who that was, Tyson? <laughs> I, I want to say it's my sister. I can't, I, I can't recognize it, though. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was actually me, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all good. It's all good. Oh, we, okay. And that was really, all from really this week's episode. Like <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I, I was with you there, actually, Tyson. I, I completely thought it was. I didn't expect. Now you know what? That was actually a voice note I got from Tyron because we had been following the game uh, so closely. We weren't watching it together, but we had been chatting nonstop on WhatsApp. But, oh man, that was close. It came yeah. close to scoring. And then, of course, after uh, Spoon scored right at the death, uh, yeah. seconds later. Yeah. I received that voice note from Tyrant. Let's hear it again. <laughs> One more time. Come on! Yes, man! <laughs> okay, that time it didn't sound like your sister as much. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, man. No worries. Um, all right. Let, let's go a bit further back. Before you went to India with the SA men's side, you uh, went to India with the SA under 21 side. Uh, it wasn't quite Odisha, it was, uh, or Bhubaneswa, it was uh, Lucknow. Um, and, and you and your team ultimately uh, got the best ever result for a South African team at a world tournament. What was that experience like? Oh, yeah, I missed that. Sure, I missed that team. I, I missed those guys as well. I mean, I just remember, I, I mean, I'm not too sure about the previous under-21 teams, but Certainly for us, I felt like we had such good preparation. Um, I think we were together for about two years. I remember the first time was 2015 um, at St. Albans. We had a huge camp with about 34 guys. And, you know, from there on, obviously the squad was trimmed down and guys would, you know, cuts, guys came up. And, you know, to obviously stay in that from like the very first beginning of the IPT right through to the World Cup takes a bit of consistency and takes a bit of effort as well. So, yeah, I'm going to credit the guys as well who, who, you know, who stayed from 2015 right through to the end of 2016. So, and I remember just playing PHL as well, you know, being the young side there, obviously learning from those other guys. And, you know, we were lucky with some results as well. I think we ended up finishing with um, the first PHL uh, fourth that year. Yeah. Um, and, and that was just sort of like our last preparation before before we leave for India. And, you know, when we got there as well in India, we had really good warm-up uh, games against Belgium. Um, and, and against Germany. So I, I think our success was really just because of our, of our preparation and, and how long we were together as, as a team. And that, and that really, really helps, especially in a team environment, because, you know, knowing a guy's habits off, off the field makes it way easier on the field as well. You know, you just connect better as a group and, and, and the team gels. So, you know, that experience and, you know, when the World Cup came and we played that first game against England, 
you know, maybe nerves or whatever the case was, but we definitely made errors that we could learn from or at least we thought we'd learn from. And, you know, I mean, I still watch those games as well. I have them on my laptop. I still watch and, you know, I try and I tried still whatever, see, you know, how it actually went wrong. And, it, you know, it's sports again. And we thought we were really, really, you know, had, well, at least would win against England. And, you know, at least maybe that would put us in good stead for the end of the pool. But obviously it didn't go our way there. So that was quite guttering as well. But, you know, I think the guys, we, we played really well as a group and we gelled super well. And, you know, I mean, the guys, we, our WhatsApp group still runs and guys still ten, send us text messages, you know, when we're in India or when we're at the Senior World Cup. You know, guys are just like, you know, keep it going, the guys keep re- representing us or whatever the case is. And, you know, it just shows that love and like that spirit we had in the group. And we had such a good culture as well that we as the team put in place. And, you know, all of those, those are little things and, you know, that come together and just make such a great product. Again, yeah, the results could have could have could have been better, but yeah, I'll credit that group and and yeah, they know I miss them and yeah, we all miss each other and just the strange fact that we all we obviously never play in the team environment like that together. No, absolutely. I mean, if you if you go through that team and and I mean, I'll never forget that tournament before we go through the team. I was uh, at a Pro Series indoor launch event, opening function at Rotanga Junction in Cape Town. And it was young kids, you know, 14, 13, that kind of age group. And instead of running around, pl- riding all the rides, all the kids were standing in a pub. That obviously closed because the kids had been booked out, this whole thing. Yeah. And we were all watching that India game where South Africa lost 2-1, but where we created so many chances that we could have uh, could have beat them. Their keeper played well, their defender played well. Um, and it was just one of those games where... You just felt the the unifying ability of the sport of hockey, much like any other sport in this country. But um, there's something special about hockey and something special about the youngsters coming through. And if you go through this team, uh, in this team that played in India in 2016, we have you, Tyson, we have Matthew de Sosa, Pibo Lombeta, we've got Ryan Julius, Alex Stewart, uh, Sia Nalachungu, Tevin Cock, and Billy and Tuli, who have been in and amongst the, the national team currently, still at really young ages, and throw in there the likes of Ryan Crow, um, you know, and potentially even looking a step further at the likes of Courtney Hall, uh, Walter Pfaff, who might be knocking at the door in the future. There's some special names there that are going to become part of the fabric of uh, SA Hockey in years to come. Um what do you guys think that you did in that environment that just made you click so much better? Yeah, um, sure. Those guys, yeah. I mean, they're still in the system as well. And geez, I, I actually remember with Billy just looking at like maybe old pictures from when we were still in school. Uh, I remember we just had a tour in in uh, Zambia and Lusaka, Zambia and Fives, you know, and, you know, like more than half of the guys are still playing, which is fantastic. We still play against each other, with each other, with the CHL, IPTs, that sort of stuff. Um, so, it's, you know, it's just, it, that's that's the hockey environment as well. And that's why we play, I guess. You know, so, yeah, the guys coming up, oh, I'm super impressed. Like just looking at, P- at this current CHL as well and the youngsters that were, I think it was in Algeria, um, where they played their uh, Africa Cup as well. You know, just uh, to, to name a few, Mustafa Kasim, I think it is, yeah, Diane Kasim's younger brother, uh, younger brother, like those guys in Gobane, 
um, you know, these these guys are still yet to experience what we experience. And, you know, imagine if they get that team culture or that, you know, that unity that, that we had. You know, there'll be a much better outfit than, you know, what we were, at least in my opinion. And I think maybe the secret recipe to that, to that, to that answer and maybe why we were so successful and it's not an easy answer as well and it's, you know it doesn't stay there but I think we really just trusted each other um, you know we trusted each other with, I mean we had you know times where we'd speak about you know things that obviously would never leave that room as a team and you know that just created that trust in, 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 in our environment off the field um, yeah so and a huge part of that as well was the backing of the staff like we had such a good group of um, uh, support staff that we had, you know, just Gavin Shang and Nicholas Pereira, Devin van der Merwe, the combination of Neville Rothman and, 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 and Springs, you know, before he was married, <laughs> you know, that, that worked. Yeah. you <laughs> That worked really well. So before who was married Springs or Neville? Uh, before Springs was, was married. Uh, okay. Cause I, I was, I was actually at school with uh, Neville's wife. Uh, no one did okay. that to do with them. Uh, no, they've been married forever <laughs> in a day. Um, Tyson, yeah. you, you, we we chatted to Austin Smith on the show, and we spoke to him about uh, that uh, the tournament, the FIH World, uh, the finals, um, and, and making it through to that final against India. And we spoke about the slow start that you guys had. Uh, I mean, I know we mentioned it already against the USA and Japan, and and he said a lot of it had to do with. Um, in this day and age, with SA hockey being as far removed from professionalism as, as you can get, especially when you compare it uh, to the European sides, um, it was basically a case of landing, meeting your teammates, getting to know one another, and within a day or two's time, playing on the international stage. I mean, and, and here you've just spoken about uh, a couple of years back how, how strong the bond was between the teammates. I mean, there's definitely... Uh, I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure that that must play a massive role in the fact that you guys just don't get to play enough with each other anymore. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Austin's 100% spot on there. And you know, this is something I also alluded, you know, frustratedly maybe, you know, to to my teammates is that, and you know, it's not it's not their fault as well. Like, but I mean, if you think about it as well, you know, it's very very difficult to, you know, a bunch of guys who are really good at what they do meet together you know that that evening or whatever have a training session play a warm-up game and then go straight into an international test match you know you can yeah if you if you if you really know sport and you know the depth or at least of sports you you know you need that gel you need that time with the team as well and unfortunately i think yeah our structures in south african hockey don't allow that i mean um how when and and, and who pays for that and that sort of stuff. So it's very difficult, um, you know, but that's why when we do have the time together, we really, you know, do try and maximize it and, and use it as wisely as we can and, you know, work on certain things that we need to work on, you know, instead of probably worrying about the complicated stuff to say, to put it in a simple terms. So when we're together, we really must, we really maximize the time, um, but it's just difficult to, uh, yeah, when guys land and, you know, the next day we train together and then the next following day we play a test match. It's it's difficult for everyone. Yeah, Tyson. I, I mean, I think in almost every single episode that we've spoken to someone, we've spoken about the challenges of, of uh, SA hockey and 
you know, we fly all the way to a World Cup, give each other a high five as we're walking onto the field and kind of start. Um, but in in truth, it feels like there is a slight upturn. It feels like the hockey community has got a little bit more interest once again. The men have risen up the rankings. Do you guys in the team also feel that? Are you feeling a little bit of this positivity around? Yeah, yeah, I was about to, yeah, I was about to go on to that and thanks for asking because yeah, I mean, there are people who are working behind the scenes. I think for the first time at least since I've been involved in the SMA's hockey team, we've got about 150 cookers uh, which are those, you know, proper balls that we play taste matches with and previously in the past we you know we haven't had that and coach Springs is a part of that, you know, that team who who are, you know, obviously trying to get the best sort of quality we can get. And, you know, people are working behind the scenes. You can see on social media pages as well. Um, you know, a lot of information is going out. And, and I think, yeah, we're trying to bring that culture and that community at least together. And, you know, hopefully people also realize the cause that we're fighting for. And it's just awesome to see the reaction that we've, we've gotten as well. You know, I'll, I'll stress those hockey balls again because it's, it's just amazing what a difference it does in terms of just preparation and, and, you know, and all of that and how we play the game because, you know, a cooker ball is different to what a normal hockey ball is. And that's, you know, those are the little things that if we can get right, at least then we are, you know, we're picking that box and we're getting at least 1% better as a group. Um, yeah. But, but it does lead to an interesting question specifically for you. So hockey has financial difficulties. But let's pick another random sport. Like, I don't know, football. <laughs> football doesn't have financial difficulties. So if you are a young man who is presented with the opportunity of playing hockey or signing a professional football contract, which would you pick? Hmm. <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, obviously, we know that you were uh, signed with Maritzburg United, um, and uh, apparently you're a very, very good footballer. I've only seen you you play in uh, warm-ups. What, what made the decision to switch your allegiance fully to, to hockey? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll give you the long answer and then the short answer. The short answer, Mike Beshe. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you correct there, Tyron. I did play for Maritzburg United at, at development level. Uh, was on a contract um, since I was in the 13 and the 15. Um, and then I was potentially going to sign an under 19 to reserve league contract. Um, and that's sort of when I had to make the decision as well. And yeah, I uh, had a best mate as well. We played together, we trained together, and we really loved the, the sport. He actually, in fact, was a hockey player as well. Um, so we, you know, and he made a decision much, much earlier than, than, than when I did. Um, so basically, yeah, I mean, I was at Maritzburg College at the time and I was playing decently good hockey. You know, that year, I think I, I won that award for like the best defender of the tournament at the time. And I think I was a year young. I was still 15 years old. And so the hockey was really working and I was really playing well and I was also enjoying it, making teams as well. So at the time, I would say like hockey was, you know, sort of getting me in good stead and and I was enjoying it more. And eventually at Maritzburg College, I got a bursary to be there. So it was all for, for the hockey. And, you know, at, at that time, I would have made a decision, obviously, to play hockey. But, you know, if I could fast forward and see what it would look like if I play uh, football, 
uh, to compare to hockey, you know, then the, then obviously the decision would be easy. And you know, we chat about this uh, with my friends as well. It's just you never know, but I don't regret it because you know I've met some incredible people in the hockey community. You know, we all love hockey. I love hockey as much as all my friends do as well. And yeah, I mean, whether we have to pay for tournament or whatever the case is, to play the game, and then so be it. But at the end of the day, you know, that's why we play because we love the game so much. Also, any truth to the rumor that you you wanted to emulate uh, Maritzburg's most famous hockey son, John T. Rhodes? <laughs> I feel like you heard this somewhere in the commentary booth. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Just, okay, okay. Speaking of commentary, you you have been in the commentary booth of late. Uh, how are you enjoying it? Sheesh, yeah, I was very lucky. I mean, Sean Everett just gave me a ring and asked me if I was available to do a little bit of commentary for him. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll definitely, I would love to do that. Um, yeah, and obviously I was really, really nervous in my first game. I still haven't listened to myself yet. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it was. I mean, the first game I was just really nervous and didn't know really how to say it or when to say it. And but uh, you know, the likes of Gerald and and Andy with with me assisting me was really cool. And you know, for me, it's just a learning experience, and I, I really love it. And you know, the guy, I've gotten some good reactions as well, which is great. Um, so yeah, it is. It is cool. It's fun up there, and yeah, you get to get to watch hockey, which is which is really cool. I had my first stint uh, commentating hockey uh, about a month or two ago. We were at the Spa Indoor Series uh, in Durban. Myself and Tyron were involved with that. We went down. It was the test series between South Africa, Botswana and Zimbabwe. And it was also my first real experience of indoor hockey. I absolutely loved, firstly, the sport and the commentating side of things. I mean, the... The only time I've really commentated in sport was uh, a lot of rugby. I mean, this was a whole new ball game, and I absolutely loved it. It, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can't say the same for indoor because I'm really bad at it. Uh, <laughs> sure. But uh, how, how easy is it staying uh, impartial when uh, your mate Billy Antulia is pulling off one of these uh, ridiculous goals once again? I'm sorry, Zach, can you ask that question again? I was like, I was saying is, how, how easy is it when you're in commentary to stay impartial when um, your mate Billy Antulia is doing some of the magic that he can do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's some of the criticism I've, I've, I've gotten at least, is that it's very evident who my friends are. So <laughs> I do apologize for that. I'm not intentionally doing it. It's just, I mean, it is easier that way. I know okay. his movement so well. I mean, all my friends, I know exactly what they're going to do when, and so it, it just it it just makes it easier to commentate and more natural at least. <laughs> yeah. So, um, because we brought up football, uh, I thought we're going to throw you the same question that we actually threw Billy and Tulia back in episode uh, eight. Uh, as a footballer, I'd like you to form a five-a-side football team consisting only of hockey players and preferably hockey players you've played with before. So not like Mo Furster or uh, Jamie Dwyer, because <laughs> also they, I don't know if they would be any good at football. Um, they need a stick in the No, head. okay. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they weren't l- listening, so I can say that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd like to know who's your five-a-side team, um, and you may choose to select yourself or not. 
Okay. No, I'm just saying it. I'm the captain. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, uh, so, yeah, this is, this is quite cool. So, I'll definitely have Billy in my team. Um, I'll he, have he MK Latuka. I was going to say, you know, Billy did have you in his team. So, at least you've repaid the favor. I would hope. I would, exactly. I would yeah. hope I'm in his team. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd have Billy and Tuli. I'd have uh, MK Latuka. Um, I'd have Onke Latuka. Uh, I'd have Kevin Cock. And did I mention myself yet? Yeah, you did as the captain. So, and I'll have myself. So, Maritzburg yeah, College. Yeah, there you go. That's my five. College and Billy. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> he should have been a college boy. Yeah. <laughs> a good old Kuzni boy there, hey? All right. I think that's a pretty decent season. The other, the other question we asked Billy was who would win in a sprint between Billy and yourself? And he said, I think oh. his, exact, his exact answer was, uh, come on, Tyron, that's not even a real question. Really? Yeah, and he followed it up with me by landslide, me being him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's safe <laughs> to say, and we need a retake of this. We did have a bet. Uh, actually, it was last year, this time last year, yeah, during CHL. So it was one of the games, one of the late games, and we stayed at the Randberg place there. Mm-hmm. And... And uh, yeah, we obviously decided we made a bet and we'd say 50 meters, so obviously just from the halfway line of the field uh, to the baseline. And yeah, so we did that and he did beat me but by no. half a second. Ah. <laughs> and ah. and that, that, that was a 50. Okay, so now next time you guys have got to do 100 and we want video evidence. Exactly. We want video evidence. Yeah, because these podcasts <laughs> are now going to start going out on YouTube as well we can actually clip this into one of the YouTube clips. The race-off between Billy and Tyson. All oh, right. Great. Yeah, we'll make sure that happens. Good. <laughs> All right. The The other thing Billy said was that um, he he scores a lot more goals than you, but he writes that when you do score a goal, we're going to see uh, dancing like we haven't seen before on a hockey field. <laughs> He said that. Oh, my God. Really. I mean, I may have changed um, his words slightly, but it was along those lines. <laughs> along those, okay. Uh, yeah, geez, I, I don't think I will score a goal. <laughs> I, I'd never go in a game thinking I'm going to score a goal. Never, never. But I don't know, just the defender's mentality, I guess. But if I do, yeah, I definitely do have something special. And yeah, hopefully, let's, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. Yeah, you mentioned Tyson a little earlier when you're choosing your football side that uh, you'd make yourself captain. Um, is a captain something that you aspire to on the hockey front? Uh, actually, it is something I did aspire to uh, when I was growing up. Uh, it was something I enjoyed doing, and you know, just taking that responsibility. But as sort of my career has developed, uh, as, you know, the game changes as well. You know that sort of stuff for me is more—it's more of a distraction now. So at least, especially in this time of my career, um, you know, all I'm worried about is, is having a good game, making my teammates look look awesome, making sure that you know my zones and my areas is at least I'm ticking all my boxes that I need to do. So, you know, having that sort of responsibility—I mean, it's cool—but at this moment of my career, it's not something I prefer. And I'm enjoying how I'm playing the game. I'm playing with a lot of freedom, not having to worry about you know, certain things or other things that, 
a captain would worry about. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm pretty happy at just how I'm learning and, and growing in the game. It's funny you mentioned that because as I spoke about it earlier, we, we have chatted to Austin Smith. And you know, he sits just one cap away from uh, earning his 100th cap as captain of South Africa. And uh, he's, uh, I mean, he, he hasn't captained for a while. And we said, well, wouldn't you want to reach the, the century mark? Uh, surely that is something that you aspire to achieve. And he said, no, not at all. And he mentioned the exact same thing that you did. He said, just to ha not have that pressure and to just play your own game makes a huge difference. He said, if he can finish his career without experiencing that extra percentage of pressure and not see off 100 caps, uh, he, he'll die a happy man. Yeah, yeah, no, that dude is super experienced. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny you say that because he's already like a leader in the way he plays the game. So, you know, credit to him like, for putting it that way because it's, it's actually evident on the field as well. He doesn't necessarily need the armband, you know, for us to see that, you know, he's the leader. So, I mean, he's experienced. He, he's played this game for a very long time. And it's, yeah, it's really cool to have him on the team. Awesome Smith. All right, Tyson, I'm going to ask you to quickly put your head on the block here. Who's going to win the Premier League in football this year? <laughs> That's not a question, though, Ty. No, it's a no, real I question. Mean, it's a real question. I mean, it's obviously... Who's going to win the Premier League in the next season? Yeah, it's not going to oh. be my team. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, but obviously Manchester United. There we go. There it is. Okay, you've put it out there. Who's going to, who's going to win La Liga? La Liga, I will go with the Madridsters this year. I'm going to really pay attention to them. Okay, and then lastly, who's going to win the Rugby World Cup? Ooh, I'm going to back the box. I'm, I'm, that, I'm always a South African sport. Netball ladies almost did a start, but they did really well. I was rooting for them all the way. And yeah, I'm a fan of the South African, the South African sport team, so I'm going to go with the box. And who is Gareth Bale going to play for next season? I would love for him to come to Manchester United. We'll take him any day, but <laughs> yeah, I mean they need him. That too. Yeah, they need him. Shame, poor club. Um, but yeah, let's let's hope he goes to China somewhere. But yeah, it'll be cool to see uh, Bale out of Madrid. I don't think it's yeah, just my personal opinion. It doesn't doesn't suit him. Well, and and we're gonna stick to the football theme because it's time for your one question quiz. So, uh, as you know, in the one-question quiz, we like to have a little bit of a link to uh, the person who we're chatting to. Sometimes those links are a little bit vague. Sometimes they're quite clear. By a little, he means extremely vague. Yeah, like, like so... Not even related whatsoever to the person. Yeah, you were born in Africa. This person was born in Australia. Therefore, both start with an A, so it has something to do with you. Yeah. Um, but no, yours, yours will be a bit more direct. <laughs> There's a club that you were signed with in football, Maritzburg United. All I want to know from you is where did they finish in the PSL in 2017-18 and why was that so significant? Oh, they finished last. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they fought for relegation and you're still in the Premier League. <laughs> no, but not... The PSL. Yeah, but you're talking 18-19. So, so they managed yeah. to stay up. I'm oh, going one season back. Oh, one season before. We yeah. finished third. We finished third. That was three. Okay, sorry. I didn't hear those uh, years. Yeah, that was, was that, three. So, that was a very good year. Why was it so significant? 
in my opinion, Fadley David is it David or Davidson? Fadley Davis, but the head coach at the time was was I mean he played for the club as well. I, I remember when I was still playing as a lighty. Um uh, Fadley Davis was the coach and yo, they played this style of it almost reminded me of uh, Manchester City. And, you know, they were brave young boys from like some of them lived in my location where I live in in, in Peter Marisburg and you know, knowing the guys and seeing them flourish in like the 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 PSL was really cool. So I yeah, and I followed that team. I remember that season very well. And yeah, Fadlu David and all the youngsters that he he had, um, that was yeah, that was a successful season for them. I mean, look, you blitzed this answer. You blitzed it. Uh, obviously, the highest. Sorry? You blitzed the answer. You got it a hundred percent correct. It is the highest Marisburg okay. ever <laughs> finished in the PSL. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so well done, and yeah, obviously now, hopefully for them under Eric Tinkler, it can be a better twenty yeah. twenty season. And, and because you absolutely yeah. blissed it, uh, you've earned yourself another question. So, congratulations! <laughs> I, I want to know from you, who did T- Mike Tyson lose to in Tokyo in nineteen ninety? It was arguably oh. one of the biggest upsets in sports. Not just boxing. At the time, he was undefeated, and he lost the heavyweight title to this guy in Tokyo in 1990. You know, Derek, I'm actually not a fan of Mike Tyson. You know, <laughs> um, like, uh, <laughs> like, you know. Okay, the answer to your question, I do not know. I've yeah. never seen Mike Tyson fight. I do not plan on watching him fight uh, anyone. Uh, reason being is because. I don't know, for some reason, maybe if I, you know, tell people what my name is and, you know, it's either, you know, just like Mike Tyson or because, I don't know, yeah, it's just, it's just that uh, it's been happening far too often and that's the only reason why I hate Mike Tyson. Oh, man, I'm sorry. But there's Tyson Fury who's coming now, <laughs> so, uh, 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 up and running and far as the boxing's concerned. So you could maybe try and take that, Monica. Yeah, if you're yeah, the there we go, yeah. He seems a little bit more fun. The answer, by the way, was uh, a guy by the name of Buster Douglas. He was a, a pretty much a nobody before. Oh, okay. After. Okay. Yeah, it was a massive yeah. shock, but then uh, he got beaten again, I, I, and then he just disappeared. Yeah. No, actually, I think I know that. I think, yeah, I should have known that. Okay. Well, don't worry. It doesn't count towards your one-question quiz. You, you absolutely blitzed it. As uh, Tyron said, uh, that was a great answer to his marriage yeah. question. Yeah, I got nothing more. <laughs> you, you, you owned it. So yeah. Tyson, yeah, thanks, thanks very much. Uh, I know you're almost late for your next shoot, so we better let you go. Um, and we'll obviously see you uh, on um, social media or on whichever television show is hosting you. And ideally, we'll see you on the pitch in August at the African Road to Tokyo event. There you go. Thanks, Tyson. Yeah, guys, I really appreciate um, you guys having me and yeah, for us doing this. This was this was good fun. Excellent stuff. Tyson, thanks so much, man. Listen, I can't wait to see you score your goal. I'm really excited to see it. It's going to be a Fortnite dance. <laughs> oh. Seems <laughs> like you, someone's telling you things here, Tyron. <laughs> uh, good old social media. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait. Tyson, listen, man, uh, keep well, and we'll see you soon, and best of luck over at Marty's. All right, cool. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers, man. Cheers. All right. Yeah, what a legend. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Um, look, I think uh, it's going to be a fantastic tournament. And 
we'll probably talk to a few people afterwards. No, there's there's no question we will. And uh, yeah, be, yeah, geez, it can only hold thumbs for South Africa. I mean, it is, you said, the road to Tokyo. Uh, quite nice that uh, I kind of squeezed in Tokyo at the end there. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah. it wasn't uh, meant to happen whatsoever. <laughs> no, of course, all of these things are planned. Uh, yeah, true. Um, but yes, yeah, so Tokyo just around the corner and just go through the specifics. South Africa need to win it. Uh, very simple. Win it and we qualify and, and, for and the that, Olympics. And that's guaranteed. Well, it's, there's still a man named Gideon Sam and I'm sure Tubby's involved somewhere. So nothing is guaranteed, but based on the qualification criteria, they would tick the boxes. Okay, yeah, I remember because luckily, I mean, you're my sounding board, so I get all the inside info mm. from you. And when people were carrying on about what was happening at the World Series finals and after they beat the USA, especially how the guys carried on, people automatically assumed that yeah. uh, they were through to, to Tokyo. And that certainly wasn't the case. And and word started to get out, no, 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 they've still got the Africa Cup. Then we had people saying, yeah, but can they win that? And uh, of course they can. They're, they're the dominant country when it comes to that. But it's not a guarantee, though. Not at all. I mean, look, we've, we've won a lot of them, but Egypt last two times we've played them in South Africa have beaten us um, very tough team team who beat Ireland not that long ago so, and, and they did really badly at their hockey series final so they have no chance except for African Cup it's all or nothing here for them um, and I just hope that it is nothing yeah same yeah no offence to Egypt but uh, we of course want to see South Africa board that plane for Tokyo come uh, the Olympics it's uh, going to be a magnificent event and uh, hopefully we will see South Africa flying the flag high, particularly when it comes to the hockey side. Tyron, it's uh, been a pleasure once again. Always good. Yeah. And good night. It's a bit late now because we had to wait up so late for Tyson. Yeah, uh, thanks Tyson for accommodating us uh, in your very busy schedule. We'll chat soon. Cheers. Cheers.